Welcome back to Day Card Pod. This is Jenna. And unfortunately, Danica is not here today. But for pretty valid reasons, she has um, a little vacation time that she is on right now and is going to Disneyland, I have been told, which is pretty fun. And here's hoping that she runs into some kind of celebrity while she's at Disneyland because that would be great content for the pod. Anyway, um, I am back. <laughs> to record another recap in the same week because ABC just really wants to fuck me over. Um, and really, I feel like they're just really trying to fuck over anyone who has a podcast recapping this franchise. Um, you know, I was, <laughs> I think about this sometimes. Recap podcasts, whether they're small ones like ours or there are bigger ones like Here to Make Friends, or even if there are podcasts that are um, hosted by previous contestants like Rachel's or Ben and Ashley's podcasts. The thing is, the, the whole culture of having a podcast that's recapping The Bachelor has become like a actual viable genre in the podcasting world. It's a pretty popular one and people are really into them. Even if it's like, you know, you hate watch the show and you podcast and you snark on everybody, it's popular. And I think it really benefits the franchise. They have benefited from having people dissect, recap, you know, praise, even like the negative commentary is all part of, you know, the process nowadays. And we as a Bachelor Nation member get to enjoy the show for more than just the one day that they provide us with the show. Um, so honestly, why the fuck are they trying to fuck with our lives <laughs> like this? It's one thing to give us two episodes in a week, a la BIP, but to separate it out like this, make it on a Monday and a Wednesday, I don't know, that was just really unnecessary. And I truly do love the show and I love recapping it on date card. Um, I was thinking about it, it's like kind of like my little baby, I, I love it. But it's also kind of like the kind of baby that I don't really want to see more than twice a week, um, if you get my drift. And I'm not sure if you do, because it's a pretty terrible thing, I should say. Um, and I shouldn't say that about babies. <laughs> anyway, so I'm here to attempt to recap this pod, um, sorry, this episode solo. I will say, um, just because, like, there's just so much going on in these episodes this week that it is definitely really hard to, like keep track of what's really going on. And for me to give you guys an accurate um, recap, I feel like it's, it's just probably not going to happen. It's going to be a little messy. I'm going to probably go all over the place a little bit and mostly just talk about my feelings. I think I just want to kind of talk about my feelings and um, maybe have like a one-way conversation with you, the listener. Um, and yeah, go from there. So let's see here. Basically, we find out that we are going to um, Spain now after being in Costa Rica last week. And we go to Spain, and this is definitely just a producer choice so that they can show off how, quote-unquote, well um, Peter speaks Spanish. Um, he definitely speaks it better than I do, obviously. Um because I have trouble even just forming regular words. Um, but it's it's funny. He, he just gets to show off all his um, 
multi-language skills, which is great, but it's definitely producer-fed, in my opinion. Um, so they go there, and <laughs> you just know this episode's going to be wild. They sit down. All the girls are sitting down at a cafe in, um, like, one of the, like, towns. And they're all sitting there, and they're cheersing each other, and, like, cheers to a fresh week, a new week. With no drama, no nothing. Let's just focus on our relationships with Peter. And then basically immediately McKenna comes in with like her me, 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 me bullshit. Okay. I don't really dislike McKenna or like hate her. She's not a bad person or anything. Um, she's not done anything mean or she's not done anything that was um, uncalled for so far in the season. But she is definitely a 22-year-old in the truest sense of the word. So self-involved. Um, I, not, I don't like to say the word selfish in a negative way because I think we all should be a little selfish. Um, but like in a positive way, you know, like take care of ourselves, you know, put ourselves first. Because you have to take care of yourself if you want to take care of others. But she is just, no one else exists. It is a McKenna world, McKenna show, and I'm sure she's a nice woman, like, you know, to her friends and family or whatever, but in this environment, it is all about McKenna, and (laughs) she cannot function if it's not about her. Just this, the audacity to be like, to to continue this, this new week, to still talk about last week and about how there wasn't a cocktail party, and how it ruined her chances of getting her story out to Peter because he needs to know about her and all what she's about. And it's like, duh, fucking literally everyone else in this fucking house wants to tell him about themselves. Like, what do you, what makes you so fucking special that you have to, um, get all this attention from him? And I don't know. It's just frustrating. And I do not blame Victoria Fascist at all for you know, coming back at her, um, and speaking some truth for sure. She's just like, (laughs) if Peter liked you, he'd spend time with you. Like, come on. Like, it's fucking child's play, y'all. So, 101. Um, so Peter comes and they basically, he tells, he takes Hannah Ann on her first, uh, one-on-one date with him. Um, and they basically are doing the very classic old school bachelor stereotype of when they go to a, um, international destination, they go and have a cultural date where they go around and explore the culture, putting on air quotes because, I mean, obviously, yes, explore the culture for sure. That's a great thing. But the bachelor never, ever does a good job at actually exposing their audience to what the culture is actually about in the place that they're, you know, exploring. It's always some kind of whitewashed, watered down, you know, fucking dis- disaster of what the culture is actually is. And um, they they fucked it up even worse in this one because they barely did anything other than they apparently ate some food and then they ran into the required old couple that they have to have every season. They bring on some fucking old ass couple that's been married for 40 years and they, every fucking season, no matter what, you have to have an old ass couple that comes on, talks to whoever's on the date and says all this some bullshit about how they've been together for so long because they are patient and they trust each other and they 
have their hearts, blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, come on now. I can't. Um, so it's, I'm like, <laughs> it's just so funny. I really can't believe they, it's funny where the bachelor like consistently will always do the same thing. And then this season they've done some other stuff that I'm like, wait, you guys are trying to branch out and like kind of mess with the game. But then you gotta have that old couple, y'all. You just gotta fucking have it old. Um, anyway, so we find out that basically Hannah Ann has never been in love before. Um, and that's interesting because I guess people are already finding old photos of her and her boyfriend that she had for three and a half years. Okay, mind you, this woman is like 22. So, I mean, ugh, I can't. Um, <laughs> she probably has been in love. Maybe when she says to Peter on the date that she's not like, she's never really been in love, love, she maybe has matured since her last relationship and has realized that, like, what she thought was love, um, with that high school boy, um, was in fact not, like, real love and just, you know, high school love, um, because there's definitely a difference. <laughs> I mean, you can still love your, like, high school sweetheart, but, like, I don't, I wouldn't consider that to be, like, long, you know, like, real love. I don't know. Um, so... I guess the point is that some people found some pictures online today of her and her, that boyfriend. And, like, in the captions, she wrote, like, I love you in them. And so they're just, like, she's lying. It's, like, I don't think she's really lying. I think she just knows the difference between that high school love and, um, you know, the kind of love that you can find on a nationally broadcasted television show like The Bachelor. Um, so... That's it, but, like, basically, Peter's like, well, this is a red flag because you've never been in love before, and I feel like I don't really want to be your, like, test dummy for a relationship because I'm out here to find a wifey. Um, and he gets frustrated and, and concerned by this, and he gets up and walks away. Um, and then eventually Hannah Ann goes and finds him and does nothing to... I mean, she... <laughs> he is like a baby. He is like a puppy. He is so easily swayed. Good, bad, anything in between. So here he is upset because this woman has never been in love before and she comes over and she's just like, but Peter, I really like you and I really want to be here and I'm dedicated to this and I have feelings for you. And he's like, great. Awesome. That means everything's going to be totally fine. She didn't, like, say anything. She didn't... I wasn't convinced that she's all of a sudden, like, capable and ready for, like, to be engaged. So, I'm just... This boy, he, he, all she have to do is cry. Because, okay, she was crying when she said this, like, monologue about how she's ready or whatever. So, you just have to cry. And then he is... He'll do whatever the fuck you want him to do. And... I just thought, why do you think that is, listeners? Like, maybe DM me and just, like, let me know what you think about this concept of this man who's just obsessed with women crying. And it's, like, his trigger or something. Like, did his mom never cry in front of him? Or did his mom, like, cry in front of him all the time? I don't know why I'm bringing it to his mom, but I just think about that kind of stuff. Um, like, where in his childhood did he get this idea that he just has to, like... Um, abide by an, an emotional woman. Um, I mean, you, you should be considerate of, obviously, the people in your life if they're upset. But, I don't know. 
Um, so he gives her the rose and she stays. Um, so there you go. What are you going to do? Um, oh, oh, I think I wrote down this one thing. It was like, it was like an interview. Um, she, he was just like, do you, what do you, um, think that you, what do you like about me? And she, she's just like, are you ready for this? And she's like, I am ready. I am definitely ready. Things are great. I like the qualities you have. It was like she was literally reading from like cue cards at an interview and what to say. And like, I was waiting for him to be like, so could you list your top three and top, top three, like positive qualities and negative qualities about you? And please describe how you would handle a situation where in which your other employees we're having some difficulties. Are you a team player? Like, it's like, just hire her or like, let her go. Um, anyway, let me know what you think about Hannah Ann. So they go to, um, what is it? Are they already at? Huh? How do they, what's happening here? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So they do the next. They do a group date. Um, everyone is on the group date except for Victoria Fascist, who, ding, 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 she's getting a second one-on-one date this early in the season. Kind of bananas, if you ask me. Um, first of all, we don't like her, so, boo. Second of all, yeah, you have like two other women there who've um not gotten one-on-one dates three you had three other women there who've not gotten one-on-one dates and you're gonna give her another date I kind of understand why he did it because they didn't really get a chance to talk about like her as a person or their relationship on their other one-on-one date one-on-one date because of Chase Rice um (laughs) messing it up um so I get it but whatever so the group date is basically this telenovela date where they all get the women all get like characters assigned to them and they have to act out this um Spanish like soap opera show and it was really fun and cute and you gotta love Kelly you gotta love Kelly dressed up as an old lady because apparently she's like the oldest woman in the house so of course they give her a grandma outfit and she makes a couple incest jokes um because she does still try to flirt with Peter, even though she's dressed up as his grandma, I'm here for it. I'm not here for incest, to be clear, but I am here for Kelly having a personality because she doesn't normally have one. Um, (laughs) McKenna's losing her mind, of course. Um, She's just so... Because Peter's not giving her literally full-on eye contact and, like, attention all day long. And she's like, he doesn't even notice me. He doesn't even care that I'm here. Um, it's, again, it's just all about her. And um, she just, like, can't handle it. But then the telenovela date thing, the script of the show changes around where basically McKenna is the one that kind of, like, wins the, um, wins the heart of... Um, Peter within this television show and she's now she's like elated because like oh he does notice me he does notice me and I'm like you dumb bitch of course he notices you it's not it's, uh, 
maybe if you spent some of your time with him talking about you and your amazing heart that you want him to see instead of crying about how you haven't had time with him he would like you more I don't really know Ugh. let me know what you guys think of McKenna um she basically yeah I think things go well I guess during the night oh <laughs> never mind things do things do not go well during the nighttime portion um he is talking to the girls and then at one point Victoria P comes over and wants to sit and talk to him and she does the classic this is like kind of like a mistake when you're this far along in the process if you've had like some good time with him in the beginning of the show like early on and you especially had some drama like she did but even if you didn't have drama but if you had a good time earlier on in the season but you regardless haven't really had much alone time with him since what you should not do at this stage in the process is sit him down and ask him how he is and how the connection is with you because if they are not feeling it it is a perfect time for them to send your fucking ass home which is in fact what Peter does he does it in one of the most brutal ways possible have you all noticed that like when he lets somebody go he just like he does not he's not very gentle he's not mean he just there's not much emotion into it and there's like a lot of times it'll just cut to him being like okay uh, can I walk you to the car? It's really just like straightforward. He doesn't really like um, say much, you know? So this one, he just kind of tells her though, um, well, if you're asking me how I'm feeling about us, I'll let you know I did think that we kind of hit a plateau and that we've kind of had a drop off and things have slowed down. And then yes, there was some drama and just has made me kind of question and really wonder where, where things are. And... And that makes me frustrated that I have to think about where we're at. And she says, quote, I'm sorry. For, I'm sorry to hear that for you, which is fucking hilarious. Like so brutal. She's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear you don't like me. Um, kind of vibe because she can just see it coming from a mile away. I mean, she's not a dumb person. That's for sure. So then he kind of goes on a little more and then she's like, what are you saying? Like, what are you exactly saying? And he goes, I loved this part. <laughs> he goes, I don't think I see you as my wife and I'm sorry for that. What dude? It's he's like, <laughs> I know he, he was trying to say, I'm sorry that I'm hurting you. I'm sorry that I'm letting you go. But I thought it was hilarious that he's like, I don't see you as my wife. And gosh, I am sorry for that. Like, sorry for you. Like, Poor you. Like, he, it's almost like the opposite of what he should be doing. He's, like, almost being like, oh, man, I have pity for you, poor, sad woman who's not going to have my uh, last name. Um, so, like, whatever. She um, tries to, like, come back at him with, like, I'm worried about you. I'm concerned about you because you do not know what the fuck you're doing and you are making a mess of everything, which is very valid. Um, so, but he's, it falls on deaf ears because Peter cannot, like, handle anything unless somebody is crying. And Victoria actually handles it pretty well and, like, doesn't cry. She's just like, I'm gonna go. I don't really need you to walk me out. And nonetheless, she leaves. Um, meanwhile, McKenna and Tammy are getting heated up again. Um, 
because Tammy just thinks it's really rude that McKenna would have packed her bags already before the group date because she kind of was considering going home after Victoria F. got the second one-on-one -on -one because McKenna, despite being young and dumb, had the clarity that anyone would have that, like, maybe this guy doesn't actually like me because he's not wanting to go on a date with me. So she was going to go home, but she decided to stay, and that's good for her, and I'm glad she stayed, right? No big deal, right? But then Tammy has a bone to pick with that because she doesn't think that that's being genuine, but I think it is. It's just like, you're you're not sure. This whole process is a mess. Um, but now McKenna's all happy because she got to kiss Peter, so Tammy thinks that she's being two-faced. I think it's more like you just got reassured, and so now you're, like, happy. Like, that's how Tammy would have added, added um acted had the same situation been happening to Tammy. Tammy starts like getting in McKenna's face and McKenna starts just like she must have read some kind of book while she was on the airplane that was about like female woman empowerment but like in a cheesy way like it was probably written by like Suzanne Summers or some bullshit. She starts just rattling off so many like quotables and tumblr quotes and like i'm a strong woman and i will never let anyone bring my spirit down ever again no sorry not in my life i will shine bright and people who want to tear me down they can go out the door she's just like it's insane and then kelsey tries to stand up for her McKenna a little bit because Tammy is just like going hard on her and Kelsey's like um just because she's like 22 doesn't mean she's a child like could you be a little nicer to like McKenna and Tammy's like I wasn't talking to you Kelsey I wasn't fucking talking to you shut up and Kelsey's like um but I mean you're just being really I wasn't talking and she's just like Tammy is losing it she starts like screaming at these women and she just like can't handle it and I just do not like it um, so then we have Victoria's one-on-one -on -one date, and it is boring as fuck <laughs> at first. Um, it's just like, whatever, they go on some horses. Um, Peter looks pretty hot on a horse, I'll, t I'll tell you that much. Um, he's no Tyler C on a horse, because Tyler C on a horse, I mean, fuck me up. Especially because he couldn't ride the horse well, and that was just so cute and endearing, and I loved it. Anyway, so they're on a horse, bloody bloody blah, and then they go and sit on the back of a truck in a field because apparently they have the producers have already wasted their money on something else and they can't give them a better date. So they're talking and out of nowhere Victoria starts telling Peter that she is um, unsure of the process and unsure of whether she's cut out for it and whether they can really... Um, she sees herself with him and he fucking loses it because he either really really likes her he or he also really wants to fuck her and he's getting confused also like it's a pretty classic situation this happens almost every season that there's a um a male lead where there's a woman that is very very attractive doesn't really have much of a personality but the lead is really sexually attracted to them and the woman will start pulling away and like wanting to maybe leave and then the man just like doubles and triples down because they kind of want this chase and they really want to be validated. Peter goes as far as to actually later on say he's like she's the only woman who I like here who hasn't validated me yet 
And I thought that was really impressive that he actually used the word validation um, in his description of his feelings because, like, on some level he does get it and he gets that, like, what he's seeking is validation, which we all are. I mean, Jesus, that's, like, the only thing I talk about in therapy is my, like, incessant need to be validated by the people in my life. Um, but... I'm, I find myself being pretty decent about it. Like, I've, I've done a lot of self-work. And so I feel like I, I don't need as much validation from people in my life anymore because I give myself a lot of validation. Um, and then I guess through, like, my creative arts and comedy and such that I get, like, validation in other ways that I don't feel as desperate for it from, like, a romantic partner um, or even just, like, a sexual partner um, because I know that that's not really where true validation comes from. Um, but Peter doesn't seem to be getting that. And it's, uh, you know, I don't fault the man for it. It's, it's a pretty standard situation. It's a pretty standard thing that people like go through and they struggle and they really want validation from people. Um, and then when it's being toyed with and pulled away and the person's not giving you validation, you want it even more. And so you, you ignore red flags, um, and continue to pursue this person and the red flags in this scenario is Victoria like very blatantly telling him that she's like not emotionally available um she uses words like there's a wall up I'm not sure how to get it down I can't open up easily I have issues she even goes as far as to say a pretty succinct and like reasonable and rational thing of how she doesn't she really needs to kind of like work on herself and her issues so that she doesn't have to put her issues onto him. And let's just pause there for a second because while we don't necessarily like Victoria, that is perhaps one of the most rational sentences like ever said on this show. Maybe ever. Um, it's such a beautiful concept to work on yourself so that you don't put the burden of the majority of your issues onto somebody else, whether it be a partner or a friend or anyone. Um, yes, we should have people in our lives that support us, but like if you can make a, a conscious effort to work on certain issues so that you're not just like burdening the people in your life, like that's, that's love right there <laughs> to me. Like that's, that shows love when you are making an active choice not to burden somebody that you care about. So I appreciated that Victoria said that and I'm sad that Peter did not understand that concept whatsoever. He completely looks over it and was like, no, I just, I want to have your issues. Like I'll work, I'll work on them with you, which is sweet, but oh, so dumb. So, 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 so dumb. Um, she, Victoria gets overwhelmed and this clearly doesn't want to be there anymore. She's looking for a way out. She gets up and walks away for a while. She talks to the producer in the bathroom. We hear the mic'd up conversation. And she's like, I don't know if I really want to be here. She says she likes him. But she's like, I just, I, this process isn't good for me. And I don't know if I can open up. And he deserves better. He deserves better. And uh, here to agree with Victoria again, Peter does deserve better. Um, I have been frustrated seeing Peter in the media the last couple days um, defending Victoria, basically, after the Cosmo um, magazine released that statement saying that they are they are not including Victoria in their cover photo shoot because of her work with the racist company White Lives Matter. And um, 
Peter was quoted, and like there was an interview I watched where he was um, videoed, and he doesn't specifically mention the controversies like in so many words, but he's just like, I really wish people would let themselves get to know Victoria by what they see on TV and and know that she's a really good person and like really get to know her through that and not through any outside um, situations that might be happening. So he's like very obviously referring to like the, the hate she's gotten online for her um, work with that, that company. And again, I'm not sure if we talked about this specifically last week. We talked a lot about what, or fuck, earlier this week. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so tired. Um, it's We talked about all the reasons in which the um, company is racist, etc. And we talked about how like she could have potentially not have known or she could have overlooked it or she might have wanted a paycheck and she was younger and like whatever and, we, and she wasn't thinking about it. But when it was brought out to her attention that public knew about it, she went on this one Instagram account and just wrote the most non-apology ever. And like, it really was an apology. It was not an apology. She was just very like, it's about fish. It's about fish, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody was like, well, it's still fucking harmful to like people of color and all these different things. And she wrote, I'm sorry that that, that you feel that way. Basically. She wasn't like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm so sorry for the, my, what my actions caused, you know, like, the companies I support have, you know, real life consequences. And she just was more like, that wasn't my intention, so I'm sorry that you feel that way. And it's like, that's where we don't really like her. People make mistakes. People, we've all gone on a woke journey. We were, none of us were woke from the day we were born. Um, I was a fucking mess of a person, like, six years ago. I would hate if anyone, like, fucking saw some of my Facebook posts. Like, are you kidding me? I wasn't racist on my, I wasn't talking about white lives, white lives matter, but you know, we all, we all have our, like, we all go through a lot to get to the point where you hopefully can be more, um, conscious and compassionate and empathetic and, um, stay in your own fucking lane. So yeah. And Victoria doesn't seem to have figured that out. And if she has, if she's figured out where she's made her mistakes and she wants to come out with a real apology and really talk about the ways in which she learned um, about these consequences um, with organizations like White Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter, then I'm happy to hear it and I hope I hope it comes, but I'm not sure it will. Um, she gets a rose regardless because she just basically says, I am here for you, Peter. Blah, 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 blah. She says it in the most, like, monotone way. Like, she seriously does not want to be there. But she's like, um, yeah. I would like to be here still. Okay, sure. And he's like, thank God. Here's my rose. And they kiss him, like, whatever. Um, we're getting ready for the supposed cocktail party for the final or for the next elimination. But before that, knock on the door. What's that? Another date card. Bum, bum, bum. Bow, 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 bow. Um, there's another date card and oh, it's a two on one. Shit. We haven't had a two on one in like a couple seasons. They didn't have it on Colton's or Hannah's. So 
fucking saddle up, bitches. Um, it's a real fast and dirty, nasty, ride it in the mud, leave it wet kind of two-on-one. Because it's basically, he just rides, oh my god, it's fucking hilarious. He's like, <laughs> sorry, what a fucking, he's a mess. I I both love it and hate it. Um, he's just like, Tammy and McKenna, enough is enough. <laughs> Meet me before the cocktail party. So it's just going to be like basically an hour of him talking to these people. It's not even a date. Like they're just like in the same like building that they're probably going to have the cocktail party. And uh, elimination process later on. So it's kind of very funny that they... Um, I think it's a terrible two-on-one. So, <laughs> before Peter comes in, <laughs> McKenna again is on some fucking bullshit with just like, I am going to speak to you, Tammy, and I want you to not interrupt me at all until I am done. I am disappointed in you. You are trying to dull my soul and make me turn out not be who I am and be sad and I don't want to be sad so I'm not going to be sad and I am strong and I will never let anyone talk to me the way you have talked to me before and I am going to be um my authentic self and blah she just like goes on it's like like I'm looking at a fucking live laugh love poster she's just like Family means everything, and in this household, we laugh, live, and love. Um, and Tammy's like, I fucking hate you. Um, anyway, Peter comes, and he gives Tammy the first opportunity to talk to him. He pulls her aside. And I was like, ooh, that's gonna suck for McKenna, because this gives Tammy the opportunity to, like, get some heavy hits against her. For example, telling Peter that McKenna, like, um, packed her bag before the last, um, group date, insinuating that she was ready to leave on her own and, like, didn't want to be there anymore, which is not what Peter wants to hear, right? Um, and then basically Tammy just goes on some shit about, like, how if it weren't for all this, like, dramatic and unstable women, she could have a good relationship with Peter. I'm like, no one's asking you to get in the middle of all of this. Let Peter make his own decisions, okay? If he wants to be with somebody who cries a lot, then that is his prerogative. And I am here to tell you, Tammy, that in fact, that is his prerogative. Because, like I said earlier in this episode, he loves a woman who cries. So, I'm just, like, not sure what Tammy hasn't noticed about this man. <laughs> the fact that he's obsessed with crying women. So... Like, just butt out, you know? But the thing is, here's the thing. Tammy is a smart woman as well. She knows she is not going to win this show. She knows she's not going to hometowns. She's had no interactions with him. Like, she knows that on a deep level somewhere in her body. That she is not getting in this to win it. So she is just trying to stay on as long as possible. And she knows that by being one of these character types, which is the one that's like a, it's like a martyr. Yes. She's like a martyr. And she thinks that she has to lay herself down on the sword in order to let Peter know about all the evil and 
untrue women in this house that are here for the wrong reasons. And, um, you know what? She's not fucking wrong. I kept her on a long enough time. So, I hope you got enough fucking Instagram followers, Tammy. Because you're going to need them. Um, so, then he talks to McKenna. He questions her about her bag. And she's like, well, yeah, of course I was having a hard week not getting a one-on-one. So, I was, like, pretty, like, bummed about that. But, like, I'm here for you. I'm here for the right reasons. I've never doubted that. And I hate that people are doubting me. And, and Tammy's a real negative Nancy, etc., etc. He sits down with both of them. Oh, no. He goes away for a minute. The two of them are sitting next to each other. And then Tammy's like, you know what? I heard what you said earlier. But I want you to know that I think you're immature and, like, blah, blah, blah. And then McKenna's like, she kind of loses her cool a little bit. Um, and she's not speaking in Tumblr quotes anymore. She's just like, you know what? Just shut up. Just shut up. You're not worth my time. You're not worth my breath. I am. don't even need this. And I was like... I thought it was just odd. I have never, I don't think I've actually ever heard somebody say the words shut up on this show. They usually say I'm leaving or I don't want to talk to you. Will you please stop talking to me? I don't know. Like using the actual words shut up was so literally, uh, to quote Tammy, immature and just really showed, um, Hannah Ann's age. I'm sorry, McKenna's age very well in this case. Peter comes back and he fucking no holds bar just goes like, you know what? I appreciate you guys coming to have this two on one. Um, I cannot continue on this show with both of you. So one of you, one of you fucking bitches has got to go. And then he doesn't say anything else. And then he just turns to McKenna and goes, McKenna, I just want to let you know, I trust you. Then turns to Tammy and says, can I walk you out? I'm not even exaggerating, y'all. If you watch back this scene, there's no fluff. He doesn't fluff at all. He's not like, this is really hard. I'm really struggling with this. I like both of you. All these different things. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't tell Tammy, like, I like you, but this just has to end. He just goes, can I walk you out? Is fucking wild. Um, so he walks her out. She cries a bunch. Blah, 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 blah. McKenna goes back. Everyone's happy for her. They have the cocktail party. I don't remember what happens um, during the cocktail party. But um, basically, they go to the... Um, yeah, I mean, really, did anything happen at the cocktail party? Um, no, he just, like, talks to people. And I guess, you know, whatever. They just, they, yeah, they go to the rose ceremony. And he basically... I was kind of surprised by this. He sends home McKenna, <laughs> who just narrowly escaped the two-on-one, only to be sent home an hour later um, at the rose ceremony. And then he sends home Sydney, which a lot of people I've been seeing online are shocked by this, by the fact that he sent home Sydney, because they just had this really great one-on-one date earlier in this week, or I guess last week in their world. And, I mean... I I don't know I don't know why I don't know why I know why he sent um, McKenna home because she's annoying as fuck but I kind of thought maybe he would send like I guess Kelly home or Natasha unfortunately even though I like really love Natasha 
I think she's like one of the most level-headed people on this fucking um, season. And she's gorgeous and nice and like strong and everything. But I mean, he hasn't really had much time with her, right? You know, so you're like, maybe he'd send her home. But he sends home Sydney. And to be honest, I think it's for the best because she was kind of a mean girl in a lot of ways. And we discussed our feelings on it last episode and how I am like super in support of the fact that she definitely experienced bullying and definitely experienced racism despite these like photos that are from her high school yearbook showing that she was like at a pageant or whatever like that's bullshit everyone has really hard like high school careers and you can be beautiful and still be bullied um and I definitely believe she experienced um racial profiling and harassment due to her um biracial um um, be her being biracial. So, anyway, but nonetheless, she still was kind of a mean girl, and she still caused a lot of drama in the show, and I think it's going to be interesting for Peter to watch her back on this season, and he must have just, for once, fucking had a gut feeling and then followed it, and I mean, I guess I'm happy for him for having a gut feeling and then following through with it for once, but like, homeboy, Jesus Christ. Um, well, anyway, that's pretty much the end of it. Um, the preview for next week shows that he does do a date with Natasha finally. And then there seems to be a bunch of drama that kind of boils up with Victoria F. And kind of including, I guess, it looks like Kelly and a couple other women were kind of, like, wishing that Peter would figure out the fact that, like, Victoria F. shouldn't be here anymore. So I'm hoping that he figures it out. Um, here's hoping that he will, but he probably won't because he is kind of dumb and if Victoria cries then he'll do whatever she wants um (laughs) man I wish it worked like that for me I feel like when I cry in front of men they just get really uncomfortable and then they like stop talking to me um but apparently I've just never met somebody like Peter before um I hope you all enjoyed this kind of quick and dirty (laughs) episode uh, with just me. Um, I really miss my, uh, Danica and I can't wait until she's back for next week and it's going to be great and I, I just miss her and I hope she's having a good time in Disneyland um, and I can't wait to hear all the stories. So make sure you're following us and subscribing to us on any platform that you can, sharing with your friends, letting people know about our podcast. Um, make sure you're following us on Instagram where I make um, a bunch of memes Make sure you're sharing the memes. Um, it's at DateCardPod on Instagram. And on Twitter, it's DateCardPodcast, although I don't tweet as much there, unfortunately, because I forget about Twitter. Um, make sure you are following So Below Media, which is our lovely podcast network, and we're so excited to be on with them. They have a bunch of other great podcasts, so make sure you listen to one of those. Check out the little commercial for the podcast at the end of our podcast. And, uh, yeah, make sure you're following So Below. We love it. And uh, you can follow me at Jenna with a smile or Danica at Drunk Feminist and enjoy our content in our normal lives. Um, Other than that, y'all, I hope you have a good week. I'm off to therapy uh, because that's what I do on Thursdays. And you wouldn't know that because we never record a podcast on Thursday. But here I am recording a podcast on Thursday and now I have to go because I have to get my ass to therapy. And I'm wondering if I'm going to talk about The Bachelor in therapy. Will I? I don't know kind of don't see any of the option because I am uh, basically consumed by this show. Anyway, I hope you have a great night and a great week and uh, love y'all. Bye. Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. 
Make sure you're following us on social media. On Instagram, we are DateCardPod. On Twitter, we are DateCardPodcast. You can email us at DateCardThePodcast at gmail. And make sure you're following your hosts. Danica is at DrunkFeminist on Instagram. And Jenna is Jenna with a smile. Make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey, leave us a review. This is the final podcast tonight. When you are ready. I'm going to need you all to roll plus charm to do the ad. That's a five. I got a ten. Eight. All right, Travis. Buddy can manage to get out the name of the show, but not much else. Monster Pod! Sadie, Jimmy's going to be able to get out the premise, but you didn't roll high enough for any spoilers. Monster Pod is a real play Monster of the Week podcast where four government-employed idiots try to save the world. Sarah, Thomason rolled high enough to finish the ad. Releases every other Friday here on So Below Media. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.